Can I preach to you about why we do what we do? Can I preach to you a little bit about why we worship like we worship? The book of Psalms, chapter number 18, in verse number 3. Now look, that, that doesn't signal that we stop praising him. Psalms 18 and 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved. From my enemies. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. I want to preach for a little while tonight. You can't stop a worshiper. <laughs> Look at somebody and tell them you can't stop. A worshiper. Look at somebody else and tell them you can't stop. A worshiper. Amen. Now tell the devil you can't stop. A worshiper. And I'm a worshiper. So you can't stop me. God, I pray, have your way. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost move in this place. God, I pray that you would confirm your word with signs following. Let there be a demonstration of your spirit in this house in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise as you're being seated tonight. Many people become disappointed in their relationship with the Lord because they mistakenly thought that serving God meant the absence of trouble. I have found in my life that the devil hates Christians. He despises people of faith. There's nothing that the devil hates more than a worshiper. Amen. He doesn't mind if you just sit back. He doesn't mind if you just sit on your hands and keep your mouth shut. He doesn't mind as long as you just kind of coast through walking with the Lord. But when you make up your mind to become a worshiper, the devil can't stand it because he knows he can't stop a worshiper. There are 6,674,000,000,000 cigarettes sold annually worldwide. Americans spend over $90 billion on alcohol every year. Every single second, well over $3,000 is spent on pornography. The devil has the world eating out of his hand. Day and night, he has the world doing what he wants them to do. The demonic spirits of hell have infiltrated society far and near. There is no corner of the world where sin does not take place. But it bothers the devil that you're in the Lord's house tonight praising God. 
And amen. It didn't bother the devil that a bunch of fanatics were in Las Vegas last night screaming and clapping during a UFC fight. It didn't bother the devil that there were tens of thousands of people in Michigan today partying and yelling at a NASCAR race. But it bothers the devil that you're in the house of God to worship the Lord tonight. He has most of the nearly 8 billion people in the world doing what he wants them to do. But it bothers him that you're here doing what God wants you to do. The devil hates it when you worship God. Amen. Has the devil ever bothered anybody? Anybody ever been bothered by the devil? Anybody ever been troubled and tempted by the devil? Abused and discouraged by the devil? I'm going to tell you. If the devil gets such a kick out of bothering me and he hates it when I worship, I would like to worship just to bother him back a little bit. Amen. I'd like for him to be the... We don't even need it hardly, do we? The light doesn't come from up there. The light comes from in here. It's the Holy Ghost. And I feel something about to break out in here. I feel somebody about to get their fresh breakthrough in this place. It, look, nobody thinks the back guy at the basketball game is crazy. Nobody thinks the person at the football game is crazy. But they think we're crazy when we worship God. But a basketball player never died on a cross for me. A football player never redeemed me and picked me up. So I'm going to give God my very best. Hey, I'd like to give the devil a migraine headache right now. I'd like to give the devil such a, such a high blood pressure that he can't hardly stand it. I want him to know that when he comes to Bethlehem, he's in for a bad night. Hallelujah. I want the devil to know that when he starts messing with the child of God, he's not going to shut me up. He's not going to sit me down. He's not going to quiet me down. But the first time I hear him start to mess with me, I'm going to start getting a praise because it makes him so uncomfortable. He hates it when we worship God. I'll tell you what else he hates. This certifies that Michael Curry was baptized in Jesus' name just a few minutes ago. Hallelujah. The devil hates it when the Holy Ghost starts. My God, I feel, I feel something right now. You can't stop a worshiper, devil. He's always had problems with people who worship God. He learned from a long time ago that he can have them in the palm of his hand. He can have their life manipulated and broken and bound. But the moment they start to worship God, he knows he's got to let them go. God right now. If you've been fighting the devil all week, I dare you to praise God right now. 
If your life has been torn apart by the devil, I challenge you to praise God because the devil knows he can't stop a worshiper. David was a worshiper. His whole life was about praising God. Because he was a worshiper with the destiny, the devil hated him. And so the devil sent a lion to kill him before he could become a king. But you can't stop a worshiper. Then he sent a bear against him. But he found out you can't stop a worshiper. Then he sent a king against him. But you can't stop a worshiper. Then he sent a kingdom of the Philistines against him. But you can't stop a worshiper. Then he sent a giant against him. But you can't stop a worshiper. David learned a lesson about worship. You don't wait until the battle's over to worship God. You send your praise out in front of you. Hallelujah. You see, David, David fought a giant named Goliath. And Goliath had what you call an armor bearer. Goliath had an armor bearer out in front of him. Because Goliath knew, I need something out in front of me to take the arrows of the enemy before I get there. David had an armor bearer too. He said, you come at me with a shield and a sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. He sent his praise out in front of him. His praise went out before David and the rock was just incidental. David said this, I will call upon the Lord. He spoke in definites. He spoke in certainties. I will call upon the Lord. The bear can't shut me up. The lion can't shut me up. Saul can't shut me up. The Philistines can't shut me up. The giant can't shut me up. I will call on the Lord. When I'm in the valley, when I'm in trouble, when I'm in a trial, when I have an enemy, when the devil's after me, I will call on the Lord who's worthy. He's worthy when I got a lion in front of me. He's worthy when I got a bear in front of me. He's worthy when I got a giant in front of me. He's he's worthy when I got a whole army in front of me. So I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised and so so shall I be saved that's how I'm going to be saved from my enemies he said I have enemies but my praise is going to deliver me from my enemies can I preach to you just a minute more he said in Psalms 57 I think think brother Wiley quoted a verse from Psalms 57 and I'm going to get there in a minute maybe he said, my soul is among lions. Yeah. Anybody ever feel that way? Yeah. I lie among them that are set on fire. He said, man, they burn with hatred for me. Whose teeth are spears and arrows. Their tongue as a sharp sword. Come on. He said, man, people talk about me. People run me down. I'm among lions. Their, 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 their teeth are like spears. 
He goes on in verse 6. He said, they prepared a net for my steps. They got a trap for me. My soul is bowed down. I'm weary. They have digged a pit before me in the midst whereof they have fallen themselves. And then he used the term. He said, Selah. Selah means stop and think about it for a minute. He said, my enemies dug a pit for me, but they fell in their own pit. Hallelujah. What they designed against me, God used against them. What they meant to destroy me, God, they fell in it themselves. And here's what he said in verse 7. My heart is fixed, oh God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. My mind is made up. I am going to sing and give praise. You're not going to move me off my worship. You're not going to move me off my praise. You're not going to silence me. You're not going to stop me. Can I tell you what 90% of your victory will come down to? You just got to make up your mind that no matter what happens, I'm still going to be a worshiper. On good days, on bad days, when I'm up, when I'm down, on the mountain, in the valley, when I'm struggling and when I'm strong, you can't stop a worshiper. Joshua 6 and 6. I'm just preaching stuff you've all heard a thousand times. Joshua 6 and 16. It came to pass at the seventh time when the, the priest blew with the trumpets. Joshua said unto the people, shout. For the Lord hath given. Not will give. Hath given. You've got to see your walls as crumbled even when they're still standing. You got to see your victory before your victory is manifested. He said, you shout in advance for the Lord has already given you the city. That word shout means to shout in triumph, to shout in applause. That's why we lift our voice in the house of God because the victory is already determined. It's already settled. You are going to be all right. The Lord is going to be with you. He will bring you out. He will deliver you. He will save you. He will turn you around. He will pick you up. It's already determined, but it's on the other side of your shafts. It's on the other side of your praise. The devil can't stop a worshiper. First, it was Pharaoh, but you can't stop a worshiper. That's right. Then it was the taskmasters, but you can't stop a worshiper. Then it was the Red Sea, but you can't stop a worshiper. Then it was the army, but you can't stop a worshiper. 
Then it was the Edomite. But you can't stop a worshiper. Then it was a lack of water in the wilderness. But you can't stop a worshiper. Then it was hunger. But you can't stop a worshiper. Then it was foreign armies. But you can't stop a worshiper. Then it was the Jordan River. But you can't stop a worshiper. Then it was the walls of, Je of Jericho. But you can't stop a worshiper. No matter what comes your way. If you'll be a worshiper, you can't stop a worshiper. You don't wait till you see a crack in the wall. You don't wait till the mortar gets a little bit soft. You don't wait till the first bricks start to fall. You just start praising God as soon as you see the obstacle. Because you know he's already given you the city. You can't stop a worshiper. If I needed a financial breakthrough, I believe I'd worship. If I needed a healing, I believe I'd worship. If I needed the Holy Ghost, I believe I'd worship. If I needed deliverance, I believe I'd worship. If I needed joy, I believe I'd worship. You can't stop a worshiper, devil. You can't stop a worshiper. wants you to be uncomfortable in worship because he's uncomfortable in worship he wants you to feel awkward in worship because he feels awkward when we worship you can't stop look at somebody tell them you can't stop a worshiper listen worship is not a feeling worship is not a feeling Look at somebody and tell them worship's not a feeling. Tell somebody, I'll worship whether I feel like it or not. Because worship isn't a feeling. Worship is a lifestyle. And I made up my, my mind that my lifestyle defaults to worship. My default setting when I don't know what to do. I just praise God. When I don't know where to go, I go to worship. When I don't know what to say, I say, thank you, Jesus. But I don't know what to do with my feet. I just shout. But I don't know what to do with my hands. I lift them up. My default setting is worship. Oh, I wish somebody. Look, I'm going to tell somebody right now. Jesus. There's qualifications in the Bible for singers. Qualifications in the Bible for preachers. For teachers. For musicians. There's qualifications in the Bible for doorkeepers. There's qualifications in the Bible for almost everything. But when it comes to worship, it was quoted earlier tonight. There's only one qualification for worship. It doesn't say you have to be perfect. It doesn't say you have to be on top of everything. It doesn't say you have to have no troubles, no problems, no trials, no tribulations. You don't have to have any. No, no. The only thing it says is if you're breathing, you qualify. It's better than the car. It's better than the loan down at the car lot that says everybody qualifies. With this, everybody really does qualify. If you'll praise him, you can have victory. You can't stop a worshiper. If you're tired of being stopped, just worship God. If you feel like you're up against a brick wall, worship God. 
If you feel like you got a big stop sign, worship God. If you feel like you can't make it, worship God. You can't stop a worshiper. When I pastored in Indiana, Woo! I had a sweet lady that came to church one Sunday morning. And, uh, and I was preaching. I'd never seen her before. But she, she said that the Lord told her to come to our church. She woke up on Sunday morning, came to church. I don't remember what I was preaching. I don't know that it really mattered. When I was done preaching, she came up to the altar. And, uh, and she said, Pastor, I need prayer. Well, her fingers were all twisted and mangled. And, and so... I, I, I have the gift of observation. <laughs> I said, sis, I'm going to pray for the arthritis in your hands. My God. Man, she took off shouting and carrying on. She shouted and praying. And she, she talked and man, she shouted. She just, woo. And when she got done, she said, I know that God was with that man of God because the Lord spoke to him and said I needed healing from my arthritis. <laughs> Ma'am. I didn't heed the Lord to tell me that. I saw it. The victory didn't come because I told you something. The victory came because you worship God. When you worship, the healing didn't come when I spoke. The worship came, the healing came when she worshiped. I'm not saying God doesn't give words. I'm saying he didn't give one right then. It was her praise that brought her out. It wasn't me. It wasn't my hand. It was her praise that brought her out. And if God will do it for her, he's not a respecter of persons. He'll do it for you. You can shout your addiction away. You can shout your alcoholism away. You can shout your depression away. You can't stop a worshiper. when I was a little boy my grandfather he, they lived in, in our basement my uncle had remodeled the basement they were older and they needed somebody to care for them all the time and my grandfather loved professional wrestling or like some say wrestling he, and, and, and we would like to stay well, somebody always had to stay home with them so when everybody else went somewhere I liked to stay because I got to watch wrestling when my grandfather was, a, was, was there and my mom wasn't. And man, they'd beat the mess out of the hero. Man, they'd just beat that joker. They'd beat him and beat him and beat him and beat him. He'd be almost dead, passed out. And then the, the umpire would raise, the, the, what, is, what is it called? Referee would raise his hand. He'd raise his hand up. He'd raise my hand. And he'd fall. And he'd do it again, and it'd fall. And he'd do it again, but if it falls this time, I'm out. And he'd, his hand would go, and then he'd go. And when that hand got up, Hulkamania was running wild, baby. If the devil can keep your hands down, he can beat you. But if you can ever find a way to get your hands back up, no matter how impossible it looks, no matter how over it seems, 
no matter how beat down you are, if you can just find a way to be a worshiper, you can't stop a worshiper. I wish somebody hadn't shouted in a long time. If you didn't do nothing but tap your toe, I'd tap my toe right now. I'd do something to get the process started. I'd do something to get the ball rolling. I'd do something to let God know. The worshiper inside of me is waking up. Look at somebody and tell them worship is not a feeling. It's my lifestyle. Paul and Silas in an ancient prison cell. Dark, damp, rat infested. Surrounded by the worst in society. Yet among them are two preachers of the gospel. Come on now. They had been beaten. They were in stocks and chains. Wounded and suffering. But their praise was not determined by their condition. It was determined by the greatness of their God. So they did what their lifestyle defaulted to. At the midnight hour, the Bible says in Acts 16, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Oh, I can't sing. I'm in a prison. I can't sing. I've been beat up. I can't sing. I'm in chains. I can't sing. It's the midnight hour. Let me tell you, if they can sing at midnight in a prison, you can sing right now. You can't stop a worshiper. You can't stop a worshiper. They didn't wait for the earthquake. They created the earthquake. They didn't wait for the prison to shake. They shook the prison. They didn't wait for the chains to break. They broke the chains. You can't stop a worshiper. Stand with me. You got the point. Dear Lord, now all I'm doing is cheerleading. devil's plan is to get you to quit worshiping God. In Psalms 137, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. We hung our harps on the willows in the midst thereof. We wept when we remembered Zion. How can I sing the Lord's song in a strange land? The melancholy, the melancholy expression of a broken-hearted poet encapsulated the way they felt. I can't sing when I'm in captivity. I can't sing when the enemy's all around. I can't sing when I'm so far from where I was created to be. I can't praise God being this far away from Him. But the Bible teaches us that there was a young prophet by the name of Ezekiel and while one group said, I can't praise God here, I'm going to hang up my harp by the river. Ezekiel 1 and 1. Now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the 4th month, in the 5th day of the month, as I was among the captives. 
by the river of Chebar that heaven opened. My, my. And I saw visions of God. While most of them shut their praise down and wept at what they used to have. Ezekiel said, man, I still see it even right here. In the middle of my captivity, I still feel the glory of God. I still see heaven open. Can I tell you that no matter what you're going through, heaven can open up for you. And you can see fresh visions. It's in your mindset at how you face your enemy. You can't stop a worshiper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't see anything but champions in here. I don't see anything but winners from front to back and left to right. I don't see anything but people that can overcome every demon of hell, that can overcome everything the devil throws at you. You can overcome any trial, any trouble, any tribulation, anything the devil throws at you. Because what I see in front of me are people that have learned the lesson. You can't stop a worshiper. While you're waving your hand to heaven, you might as well wave goodbye to the devil too. Because he knows. He knows what's getting ready to happen in your life. He knows what's getting ready to happen in your family. He knows what's getting ready to change in your heart and mind. He he can see the spark of a worshiper coming up in your soul. He fears that you might open your mouth right now. He fears that you might clap your hands right now. He fears that you may, because he knows I can't stop them when they get to praising God like that. Oh 
time you'll leave changed in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, what an awesome, awesome move of the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I know lives are going to be changed from this service. People are going to leave different. Before we dismiss, one more time, can we lift our hands all across the sanctuary and and pray one more time. God, we love you. God, we thank you for this mighty move of the Holy Ghost. God, the precious anointing that has fallen in this place tonight. God, God, touch us as we leave and as we come back on Wednesday night. God, let the Holy Ghost travel with us each and every day. God, lead God and direct each and every step of our life from this day forward. God, we love you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Come Wednesday night at 7.15 expecting another move of the Holy Ghost. You're dismissed this time.